Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. An Elio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stutton. And I'm producer Maria. Uh, Melissa, who are our patrons for the week? We've got Christina, Carrie, Jamie, and Nicole. Sounds like a girl group. It does. Uh, not enough for my liking. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I guess you don't want to find out today what the psychic said to me or uh, see our P.O. box openings and things like that. But fine, whatever. You get to see videos of every episode. Sure do. So I'm really excited for our episode today. Uh, it is the topic of a documentary right now called When Philip Met Missy. Um, it is on uh, Discovery Plus. Uh, you might be able to find it somewhere else. I don't really know. It's so good. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> streaming service where I'm like, I this is this is honestly worth it. We are not sponsored by Discovery Plus. I just <laughs> really like. Be. I know. I just really like it as a streaming service. Anywho, that being said, this new documentary when Philip met Missy, Melissa and I watched and are obsessed with. So, seventy-two-year-old Philip Snyder told his neighbors in this town of Hartville, Ohio, that his 70-year-old wife, Roberta, died of natural causes during a trip to Graceland. And he said his wife wanted to go to Graceland as her, like, dying wish. However, that was obviously not the truth, sweetie. (laughs) This murder involves a catfish, McDonald's, a marriage proposal, a suicide attempt, and a second murder plot. Let's get into it. First off, it's important to know that Hartville, Ohio is a very small town where this all takes place. 
The population is only 3,039. Damn, that's a lot of people. Yeah, seriously, it's crazy. (laughs) So I like was, I have no idea. I'm not good at guessing numbers and what they look like. So I Googled how many is 3,000. Oh, that website you sent us. That website was great that you sent us. Amazing website. It shows you how many people is certain numbers. So if it's like, (laughs) 20,000 people. It shows you how many that is in like a stadium and things like that. It's really cool. Yeah. Three. It helps you get a good vision of it. So 3,000 people is like a big high school gym. Yeah. Or like a small auditorium. Think like if you were going to go see um, your city's production of like rent orchestra. Like my parents took me to like the Thousand Oaks production of Into the Woods once. It's like an orchestra. It's like Melissa's. It's like a. It's like a. If the you went Walt to like the Disney. Walt Disney concert hall or something, that's what the website showed. Okay, guys, let's just talk about crowd sizes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that web it really hit uh, <laughs> Melissa and I pretty hard. That website it doesn't really seem to have affected you, but Melissa and I like memorized it. Yeah, but what I went to the about? Staples Center last night. That's for the first about time in twenty thousand, right? It fits twenty thousand, but they only allowed about two thousand people in there because of COVID. Oh, interesting. And that would be about the size of <laughs> if you could pick minus a thousand or mostly yeah. empty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a mostly empty Staples yeah. Center. Anyways, guys, you get the gist. <laughs> Super small community. Basically, everyone knows each other. Everyone is up in everyone's business. No one moves to this town. You grow up in this town and you never leave. There's nowhere really to hang out. There's like a post office. There's not a movie theater. There's not really restaurants. Um, There's nowhere to hang out, but there is a post office. And the kids <laughs> Well, it's wild. a big deal because they got their first McDonald's and Burger King in the 90s. Huge. And that's that's where everyone started hanging out. Like, yeah. they didn't have a coffee shop before that. That's insane. Yeah. Once this McDonald's came, people would just go and hang out there all day long. And so that's a big uh, part of this story is that people in the community would just go to these McDonald's and Burger King and hang out there all day long and just gossip. And the, the men in town also would almost like meet there every morning and just shoot the shit important to understand. And that's where everyone kind of like got to know each other's business. So Philip and his wife, Roberta grew up in this community. They met when they were super young uh, Roberta had a child before him, but then they also had a child together. Roberta was super well loved in the community. She was well liked. She uh, did a lot of crafts. She had friends she did crafts with. She had a craft room in the basement. Roberta was like a really great mom. She attended all of her son's sports gra- games. The son was like into wrestling or something. Philip, though, he drank. They had some difficulties. But then in the 90s, Roberta's health started to decline. She got depressed. What was her health problems? Did they say? No, they never said what her health problem was. Right. At one point, they said congenital, congenital heart failure. So I don't oh. know if they she had like heart problems. But they showed photos of her looking like really like sickly and depressed. And then they say that she passed out a lot throughout the story. They right. talk about it becomes a plot point later. They talk about her coughing up phlegm a lot. I don't know. They don't say specifically <laughs> yeah, what her health problem was. Then on uh, January 9th, something strange happens. 
Roberta's brother goes into the police station in Hartville and says that he got a call from Phil saying that uh, he and Roberta went to Memphis. They wanted to go to Graceland. That Roberta died on the way at a hotel that he called EMS. EMS took her and Phil never saw the body again. He said there's, yeah, makes sense. He said, (laughs) he said he doesn't know who this ambulance company was, who he gave the body to. He said there's no coroner's report um, and there's no autopsy. And that's all he knows that she died at a hotel. He gave the body to some ambulance company and then he left the next morning and like didn't inquire anything. So Roberta's brother's like, listen, my sister's husband told me this weird ass story. I don't know what's going on, but like, can you guys look into it? And the cops agree this does not add up. There's no report of this woman's death. It's not confirmed that she died. No ambulance companies are confirming this or say anything about this. So the cops decide to do a welfare check on Phil because Phil's home. So mm-hmm. they go to Phil's house. And of course, like the cops know Phil. This is a, it's kind of like mayor yeah. of Easttown. Like everyone knows each other. Yes. This is the size of mayor of Easttown. If you watch mayor yes, of Easttown. Yes. This okay, is it. I haven't watched it yet, but I can gather from the oh, trailer. It's what so got it? So good. HBO. I got it. Okay. So then they're like, Phil, are you okay? And Phil's like, not really. Like, I'm fine, but my wife died. And the cops are like, eh, all right. Uh, how'd she die? And this is where he tells his first story. Throughout this, Phil changes his story like a bajillion times. If you're grossed out by the word phlegm, like trigger warning, <laughs> it's throughout this episode. Okay, so Phil says his wife choked on phlegm at the Days Inn oh. at Graceland. An ambulance was already there checking on someone else who ended up not needing the help. And so Phil was like, can you help me? My wife isn't okay. She's choking on phlegm. The ambulance drivers were like, sure, we're available. And then the ambulance drivers are like, oh, she's actually dead. So then they took her away. He didn't ask where they were going because he was so upset. And then they left for home. So it's the same story that he told Roberta's brother. And at this point, the cops don't think a crime occurred, but they're really confused. And Philip is like, listen, I've had two brain aneurysms and it makes me really confused. And sometimes I don't have a good memory. So like, I don't know, like, I'm just a little confused. The old, I don't know, I'm confused. I don't know. But at this point, they're like, hey, we live in a small town. Everyone's friends with each other. This is like a 72-year-old guy who's had some brain issues. Like, he's fine, but, you know, like, I don't know what's going on. They seem like a good couple. Then Roberta and Phil's son tells the cops, like, hey, I called my dad while they were driving, and I did not hear my mom in the car My mom didn't say hi or anything on the phone. There was no sign of my mom being in the car with them. And my dad said to me, your mom wants to see Graceland before she died, before she dies, which he thought was odd because like he didn't know his mom was dying. 
Like he knew his mom <laughs> what was a weird sick. Thing yeah. to say. <laughs> like he knew Wait, his what? mom mom's was sick. Dying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Graceland. Wait, mom's dying? Like he knew his mom was sick and depressed, but like he didn't know she was dying. Along the way, Phil stops at a Ramada Inn in Sparta. He's like, yeah, it was a long drive to Graceland. So we stopped at a Ramada Inn in Sparta, which I guess is on the way. But there's video footage, obviously. Like there's video footage everywhere. But in this video footage, Phil is walking in alone. There's no Roberta. There's no Roberta in the car. There's no Roberta while he's checking in. There's no Roberta when he's walking into his room in the hallway. Not while they're going in, not while they're going out. Like, he is alone. I have a, this is, because you said the days in before. Was it always a Ramada Inn or were they at two different motels? Two different motels. Ramada Inn on the way there and the days in at Memphis. Got it. Got it. And so he, when he was checking into the Ramada Inn, she wasn't even there then. Yeah, she wasn't no. even there then. There's footage of him walking up to the desk alone. We find out later she wasn't even there sooner than that. So just buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Ready for takeoff, Captain. Ready for takeoff. Um, And so then the cops are like, yo, Phil, like you said that she died in Memphis, but we have footage of you at the Ramada Inn and she's not even there. And Phil starts sobbing and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. And the cops are like, we're about to get a confession. But they don't. Instead, he changes his story again. Phil now says, Roberta died in Cincinnati, choking on her phlegm. (laughs) then, (laughs) Then he decided to take her to Graceland anyway. He put her in the back of his truck. Stop. Yeah. This is what he's saying. Stop. (laughs) But stop saying, like, why would he say that? (laughs) Like, he thinks this is, like, a better story. Um, So he says she died. You don't understand. You don't understand. (laughs) I put her in the back seat and we drove to Graceland. (laughs) Weekend at Bernie's her. So he said that she died in Cincinnati. He threw her in the back of the truck. He drove her to Graceland because it was his her dying wish. He showed her dead body Graceland. And then on the way back, he threw her in the Kentucky River. He didn't want her to be cremated. He wanted her to be safe in nature. And the cops are like, uh, okay. Like, thanks for being more honest, I guess. But like, this still doesn't add up. And so Phil comes in for a polygraph. And it turns out that he's like completely lying. And the cops like still, the cops know this. They're like, this doesn't add up. This guy obviously murdered his wife. Like nothing about this makes sense. He keeps changing his story. We need to get to the bottom of this. But like we seem to be getting closer every time. They decide to get DNA for Roberta. So they get um what's called mitochondrial DNA from all of Roberta's family members. Uh, Roberta's sister, their son, Phil and Roberta's son, to try to eventually match things in Phil's truck and then Phil's garage uh, because they want to obviously check Phil's house. Then there's a suicide attempt. So no one hears from Phil in a few days. And then his son is like, 
I got to go over to the house. Like, what's going on with dad? By the way, like his dad, his son, like does not hate him yet, like or at all. Right. His son is like with him through this process, not pro dad, but is like, I need to figure out what's happening here. So they go to Phil's house, and Phil was lying on a bunch of plastic. He'd taken a bunch of pills and tried to kill himself. Why was he lying, Why on, was plastic? He lying on plastic? <laughs> I don't that know. <laughs> that was a point where I was like, I don't. Was it? So they could, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't so know. Just wrap he up. just loves yeah. plastic. Um, and he had a suicide note that says, Dear Kenny, his son, I did not harm your mom, love dad. Well, gosh, your suicide attempt might, <laughs> might save it. Yeah. Innocent people don't try to commit suicide when they're being pro- like attempted to be prosecuted for something. So then he was taken to the hospital. He's resuscitated. He's fine. But as a result, a family member is given power of attorney and that family member gives the police consent to search Phil's house because before that feels like you can't search my house. You need a search warrant. You need, you know, whatever. But now he's lost that ability because, you know, you try to commit suicide. You, the power of attorney gets given to someone else and that family members like, yeah, search the house. A cadaver dog comes and immediately smells something downstairs. And it's this red bin. And the cops are like, this bin is filled with Christmas decorations, but it smells like death. Like there's a pungent smell coming from this bin. He said, this is filled with Christmas decorations, but it smells like Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You'd make a great cop. (laughs) comic relief cop so then they look inside and they find a torn sweatshirt and then there was also a bag in there and there's human blood on the sweatshirt and the bag and the tub and then they test everything for dna and it's roberta's blood so they're like we got it she died here and so they're like okay we know the murder happened here now we just have to get an admission um, so the police start asking Phil really specific questions because he, he gets really flustered whenever you ask him specific questions. And that's when he changes his story. So they're like, what was Roberta wearing when you threw her in the river? What sound did it make when she dropped in? Did you push her or did you throw her? And he keeps like getting visibly flustered and the details are changing. And then the cops show Philip the bloody shirt and the bloody bag. And Philip's like, oh, Roberta must have done that. And he's like, why would yeah, Roberta? Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. I didn't do that. And the cops are like, why would Roberta cut off her own shirt and like put her own blood on it and then like smear her own blood on a bag and uh, and a bin and then put Christmas decorations on top of it? And Phil's like, I don't know, that bitch crazy. Like Phil's just nuts. Um, and he's like slowly getting uncovered. And then the cops are like, we did a luminol testing in your truck. And it shows DNA everywhere except for the passenger side of the car, which means that Roberta was never sitting in the passenger side of the car. Like, so she was never alive in that car and she was never shitting. She was never (laughs) sitting shotgun with Phil. So she was either never moved from the house or she was killed in the house and put immediately in the trunk. And the cops are like, you can't, there's no, there's nowhere you can go from this. Like you need to tell us the truth. Let's take a quick break for announcements. 
Web Crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, video episodes, ad free episodes. Please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers, as well as access to the Patreon uh, message boards and community. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. And you get the episodes a day early as well. Whoa. Yeah. What's not to like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we will read your reviews on our uh, mailbag episodes. Also, please call our hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. It's really been popping off and we love your voicemails. We are like behind on voicemails. We have so many thousands. Maybe. Yeah, we got a ton. We've got we've got close to a thousand. <laughs> Wait, is that like for real? I was just kidding. No, we've got like <laughs> probably like 30 to 40. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> a thousand in dog years. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. So then Phil comes up with another story. He says, okay, Roberta died at home. She choked on phlegm. I carried her. I carried her out of the house over my shoulder. And then I took her to Graceland. <laughs> it's her dying wish. And then I threw her in a river. Ugh. How is that different from his other story? The, the only difference is that she died at home. Yeah. So now yeah. he's just like, okay, so you have evidence that she died at home. So now I'll say that basically God. the origin <laughs> is just starting from home now. They, God. since they don't have the body, 
they can charge it with gross. They don't have the body or like an honest admission. So they can only charge him with gross misuse of a corpse and tampering with evidence. But they're like, we want to charge him with murder. We need to keep going. And that is when Missy comes on the scene. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Missy, Missy is actually Joan who is a cop and she sees this murder case or whatever on the news and she's like, I want a part of this. Her name is Joan Bauer. She's been a cop for 30 years. She's married with six kids, lives on a farm, etc. And she's done undercover work before. Um, so she decides to go under the guise of Missy who is a woman who's new to town. She's taking care of her dying mother in a nearby city, and her character is divorced with two kids. So she walks into the McDonald's where all the men meet every morning to gossip, and she quickly bonds with Phil. Because like she's younger, and she's like cute, and Phil's single and ready to mingle. <laughs> and it's obvious that Phil has a crush on her. He begins buying her coffee, Uh, People say that Phil starts dressing up more and like showering in the mornings and looking nice. And Phil and Missy start drinking coffee and having lunch and playing cards and stuff like that. And Philly, uh, Philly, um, Missy is, <laughs> Missy is really like non-judgmental and friendly yeah. and nice and everything. So Phil feels immediately comfortable with her. Phil starts opening up about the quote unquote murder and Missy like seems unfazed and supportive about it. In fact, Missy starts talking about how she doesn't like her own mother who doesn't exist. Keep in mind, she's an undercover cop. So she asks Phil, like, hey, if I didn't want my own mother around anymore, like, what would you do? So then Phil gives her advice being like, oh, well, I could help you. What you need to do is you have to roll her over in her sleep and then you smother her and then you get a truck and you dump the body. And Phil's like, I have a truck. I can help you. You Just call me and we can do it together. And Missy's like, "Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, that that sounds good. Like. Is that what happened with your wife? Phil, like, as she seems more into the idea of murder, like, Phil starts opening up more and more. He keeps saying, like, here's a scenario. If I were to (laughs) do this, I would, you know, hit her in the head with a hammer. Here's just a scenario. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, so. Did she record all of this? Like, oh, it's all video, everything. (gasps) So, if you watch the documentary, this is all on video. Um, and you can no see way. their conversations at mm-hmm. this Mickey D's um, and Burger King. Were they yeah. eating anything at Mickey D's? Yeah, the I whole time. Like, they're yeah. eating and they're playing cards and drinking, drinking coffee. Drinking coffee. This sounds so nice. It sounds so fun. <laughs> As I was watching this, I was like, I want to be an undercover cop. Like this. I rules. know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'd be good at this. Like just talking about murder. Like, yeah, how would you kill them? Yeah, that sounds I'd be like a good so idea. So good. The only stipulations is that, and they said this after, like, you can't ask leading questions and right. you can't like sleep with the person. You can't like be overtly sexual. Hmm. So you'd I'm have to out. watch out that for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so then during one of the conversations, Phil implies that he put his wife in a dumpster and not the river. Um, But like Melissa, you were saying, he says like, Missy will be like, so like what happened? What did you do with your wife? And Phil would be like, 
Well, one one fake scenario might be that I put her in a dumpster. And then Missy would be like, is that what happened? And Phil would be like, it's a scenario that could have happened. Like he's like skirting around it. Yeah, he's a weirdo. To talk like that. So then Missy would be like, so like, was your wife sleeping when you bludgeoned her in the head? And Phil would be like, well, one scenario might be that I hit her in the head while she was like in her crafting room. She's slowly getting closer to the truth mm-hmm. and like him admitting stuff. Then Phil proposes to her. At the McDonald's? Please tell me it's at the McDonald's. <laughs> it's not at the McDonald's. It's actually oh at a Burger God. King outside oh, of town. Because they started up. getting paranoid. <laughs> yeah. Because Phil starts getting paranoid and pe- and he's like, everyone's suspecting that we're up to something. Um, people don't know, people don't realize Missy's an undercover cop, obviously. So people yeah. in town are like, who is this Missy woman? She showed up all of a sudden and started talking to Phil. She hates her mom. Did, P- did Missy see Phil on TV and then she found him to like put a hit on her mom? Like, who is yeah. Missy? Who is Phil? So Phil's like, we need to go out of town. Let's start meeting at the Burger King. <laughs> this is a huge, huge episode for fast food. So then Phil says to Missy, let's say your mom passes away. Read like, let's say we kill her. Mm-hmm. You move to Cincinnati. I come live with you. My wife is my beneficiary, but she's dead. So then if you and I get married, we can get about $900 a month in my pension. And then you don't even have to sleep with me if you don't want. Missy's like, well, this sounds really great, but like, if we're going to do this, you need to be honest with me about what happened with your wife. Phil starts confessing, but as he's confessing, Mrs. Missy's video battery dies. Yeah. Crazy. So the video, the crazy. video goes out, but the audio still works. Thank God. So they still yeah. have this confession. Phil says he's like, I'd had enough. We'd had a big argument the night before, and I killed her. I went to the basement. I took a two-pound sledgehammer mallet. I bonked her on the head in one hit. There was enough blood, he said. I put a pillow in a plastic bag. I don't know where that came from. I think she might have been lying down in her craft room. Then he said he rolled her in plastic In the craft room, there was already plastic on the floor because she would do like her crafting there and didn't want to make a mess. So it was like, it was like Dexter. There was already plastic there so that he could, you know, there'd be no blood on the floor. He put a bag over her head to stop the bleeding. He put it in the Rubbermaid container. Uh, He put her in the back of the truck. He drove her to Kentucky and he put her body in a dumpster. Then Phil is like, Missy, you have to give me a big kiss for telling you the truth. It was so <laughs> gross. It was so gross. And Missy's like, Missy, this undercover cop is like, oh my God, like this fucking murderer. Um, Missy's like, okay. And Phil's like, make it a big wet one. So then she kisses Ew. him on the cheek. It's so gross. This is the audio of this is everywhere because she has to keep her cover. And Missy's Ugh. like, I, I'm going to go. And Phil's like, okay, but call me later so we can kill your mom. <laughs> and, get, like, and get married so they can get married and, get and kill married. her mom. Yeah, and Missy's like, okay, I'll text you later. Okay, sure, text you later. <laughs> so then um, the cops have all this information and they're like, all right, we got Phil. We're going to go get him. 
So the cops go to Big Burger King where Phil is hanging out still. And they're like, hey, Phil, how you doing? And he goes, I'm hunky dory. And they and Phil fist bumps the pop, the cops. Because Phil's like so happy. He's like, I'm yeah. going to marry this woman. I got away with murder. Like everything in my life is going great. So then the cops are like, glad you're doing well, Phil, but you're under arrest. Phil's like, fuck that. Like what? What? No, I'm not. And Phil's are like, and the cops are like, no, we we have everything. You're under arrest. Phil still doesn't put everything together. So <laughs> Phil goes down to jail And he's like, I need my cell phone. I need to call my friend Missy. Like, we have plans later. I need to tell her that I'm going to be busy. (laughs) I'm going to be late. (laughs) (laughs) And the cops are like, babe, Missy's a cop. Like, you're not. This is why you're in jail now. Like, it's it's, sorry, hon. So anyways, Phil gets sentenced um, to 20 years to life. That's it? 20 years? He's 70. 20 years to life. He's like 73. So the the judge says, you're going to die in prison. There's a place in hell reserved for people like you. Wow. Which I didn't know a judge could say. They could say whatever they want to say. Yeah. Interesting. I was like, wow. (laughs) I mean, like, I agree, but that's intense. He pleads guilty to aggravated murder, abuse of a corpse, and uh, tampering with evidence for, and he gets that 20 years sentence. He has chance for parole in 2038, which he's not going to be alive. Yeah. And he's serving his sentence at Richland Correctual, Correctional Facility in Ohio. However, one of the terms of his guilty plea is that he needs to help, fa- uh, he needs to help show the police and his son where the body is. Right. He needs to take them on a car drive to go get Roberta's body so it can be like exhumed and everything. He takes the cops on a drive to find it and Missy's in a car behind them. Fun fact. Sorry, can I give a fun fact? Really I would quickly? love a fun yes. fact. The Ohio State Reformatory, I just looked up where that was in Ohio and it's right next to the now defunct Ohio State Reformatory, which is famous for being that big Romanesque revival looking um, a prison that was in Shawshank Rede- Redemption. Oh, wow. That's a fun fact. So this yeah, episode includes you. Burger King, McDonald's, Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> suicide, marriage proposals, catfish. All of it. We got it all. <laughs> so they go on a drive to find it. They get off at like multiple exits and there's nothing that looks like where Philip said the body was and they can't find the body in any of these places. They're like searching the lakes. And then also there's no dumpsters where they're saying where the body is. And then finally they find a dumpster and the body's not there. So eventually they never find the body. So they don't get closure in that way. However, the case is solved because they have that admission. And then, so he's in jail now. And then finally the community gets to find out who Missy is and she becomes kind of like a local hero. Um, and everyone's like super thankful for her. They know she's not some weirdo who just like doesn't care that Phil is a murderer and like wants to flirt with him <laughs> in McDonald's all day. And now she's uh, off duty living back at her farm with her six kids and her husband just like proud of herself and living the life um, like Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. So, <laughs> yes, they give her like an award for being like... Yes, like a key to the city. Yeah. 
<laughs> a free lifetime free uh, McDonald's. Yeah. When yeah. I was a teacher for uh, Teacher's Day, like International Teacher's Day, the local McDonald's would put like little um, free like coffee and hash brown gift certificates in our teacher boxes. That's so nice. Their hash browns are so good. McDonald's hash browns are so good. They're so (laughs) greasy, but they're so good. I think that's what makes them good. good. They're really hot when they they hand them to you. You gotta wait like a good three-minute window. Anyways, this is a story of Phil. Uh, The documentary, uh, like we said, When Philip Met Missy is available on (laughs) our favorite network, Discovery (laughs) Plus. It's really good. It's a really good documentary. I highly suggest watching it. Because all the footage. You have all the footage of Missy and Phil talking it's fascinating. It's crazy. And there's like interviews with, you know, the cops and like the DA, his son, everyone, like the the guy who owns the local barber shop, you know, people, <laughs> yeah. oh, like the, the woman who like <laughs> manages the McDonald's being like, Phil's crazy. Like, oh, they all say that Phil was a pervert. Like they, the woman who manages yeah. the McDonald's is like, Phil would come up and when he wanted extra coffee, he would just like jingle his empty coffee cup at the front just like on wait for coffee yeah i like how that makes him a pervert though <laughs> him just jingle just just moving his coffee cup like that makes him like a, a real sicko stop <laughs> yeah. um so it's really cool because you get interviews with all this with all the small town people and real footage of this woman going undercover um so anyways uh let us know if you watch the documentary and have any um uh ideas about it and also if you're an undercover cop or if, you, if you've ever been catfished, uh, all oh. things that we would like to know about. Uh, anyways, Melissa, where can people reach us if they want to? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. Hell yeah, baby. Anyways, I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stetton. And I producer Maria. Bye. 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 My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 